0: Gauge Andrea in small talk. He threw in mention of his war hero status during every conversation. You know, I earned a silver star in Vietnam. Andrea was positive that Herbie had never been to Vietnam. Is that so, Herbie? She responded politely. It's the second highest honor after the Congressional Medal of Honor. You know, I earned three of them in Panama too. Really, your folks must be so proud of you, Herbie. Andrea said. She moved away from Herbie, wondering why he felt it necessary to make up such outlandish lies. Herbie stood five feet, four inches in his stocking feet. Andrea thought the roughest area Herbie ever visited is Coney Island. The report of Sarah's revolver within the San Giovanni's house was muffled. At first, Andrea thought it was simply a car backfiring. It wasn't until Sarah half-tottered half-stumbled out onto the driveway that she looked out her kitchen window, saw her neighbor, and murmured, Oh, my God. Sarah Eisenstadt appeared to be having some sort of fit. She was still on her feet, but her slender frame was shaking violently like a leaf tossed by a sudden wind. Her gray hair, usually pulled back in a tidy bun, was disheveled. Andrea had never seen Sarah dressed in anything but a business suit, But today, at 4.30 p.m., she was still clad in a bloody white nightgown, eyes wide, wild, staring sightlessly. Later, Andrea would ask herself why she had approached the obviously distraught woman so quickly, why she hadn't feared for her own safety, why she had reacted with courage under fire, why she displayed total disregard for her own life. She saved Belinda Chandler's life, remaining calm on another dangerous occasion in the Hyatts. That time, she had faced a convicted killer with a knife who was holding Belinda Chandler hostage. Andrea hadn't hesitated then. Andrea didn't hesitate now. Sarah, Sarah, what is it? What's the matter? I killed them. I killed them both, Sarah muttered to herself. Her words were just barely audible. Killed who? Who did you kill? Should I call 911? Is there a burglar? Andrea was still clutching Jenny's pink Reeboks in her hands, her fingers clutching the white laces so tightly that they were leaving a waffle-like pattern on her knuckles. They were bad, hateful, mouthy. They didn't listen to me. Andrea didn't understand what the incoherent Sarah was trying to say. Who are you talking about? Who did you shoot? Andrea grew more agitated, more worried. She felt a desperate sense of panic rising within her. Sarah grew less lucid with each passing minute. The children, said Sarah. Zoe, Rachel, Andrea asked. They had to pay. They wouldn't listen to me. They had to be stopped. You understand, don't you? They had to pay. With those words, Sarah turned towards Andrea. Sarah's gray-blue eyes were large. Frazed, bloodshot. They were searching, seeking confirmation, begging for understanding. Andrea realized that Sarah was still clutching a small, bloodied sidearm. Is the blood Sarah's or someone else's? Andrea approached Sarah, speaking in a low, controlled voice, the voice you'd use with a small child. Give me the gun, Sarah. Andrea reached for the thirty-eight caliber revolver, and Sarah held it out towards her, her thin arms shaking like a tree branch in a strong wind. Sarah relinquished the weapon almost gratefully. As she took the gun from Sarah's grasp, Andrea thought immediately of the fingerprint issue always front and center on every television cop show. Somehow, in spite of that, Andrea realized that getting this weapon out of the hands of the trembling woman in front of her should be the first order of business. Who is hurt inside, Sarah? Silence. Andrea pulled her cell phone from her pocket and dialed 911. She gave the dispatcher the address of the house, 229 Freeborn Avenue, Cherrywood Lane. Please hurry. During her brief conversation with the female dispatch officer, Andrea kept watching Sarah to see what she was going to do next. Sarah didn't move, other than the uncontrollable shaking. She didn't scream. She didn't cry. She had the emotional reactions of a zombie she resembled someone heavily sedated she was obviously not in any condition to talk or walk yet she had a gun and the gun had been fired recently the smell of cordite pervaded the air